just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show. This week I have a very interesting guest with me. Now, if you're ever unsure about how to generate interest in your speaking or your book or your coaching or anything like that, you may have never thought about hiring a PR consultant. My guest today works in PR. She is a well-known PR consultant in Canada, but she works internationally as well. And she shared some really incredible tips and resources to be able to generate PR for you and your business. So if being known is important to you and the kind of work you do, then please make sure you listen carefully, take good notes and check the show notes for this special episode of Speaking of Influence with Tracy Lamori. Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the podcast for speakers and professionals or anyone who wants to present with impact. Hosted by presentation persuasion coach John Ball. Remember to like and subscribe. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, there couldn't be an easier way to get started than getting started with Buzzsprout. They have all the tools and resources you need for starting a podcast and getting it out to all the major podcasting networks. Check out the link in the show notes and get your podcast started today. Welcome to Speaking of Influence, Tracy Lemory. Great to speak to you. Welcome to the show. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you so much. Now, this is the first time I've brought somebody onto the show who has expertise and insight into public relations and and media certainly as much as you do i mean you're you're a true professional in this area T tell us a bit more about what you do yeah i'm apparently now an international award-winning publicist <laughs> <laughs> where I, I work across borders i work uh, literally globally we've actually scaled it up during covid when a lot of people hear about publicists they think about television stars and media people and you know authors and all that and i certainly have half of my clientele is creatives uh, and public speakers and authors and such but the other half is small and medium-sized businesses which people especially people in business don't often think of as needing a publicist i notice 80 or 90 percent of entrepreneurs don't think about that where we as entrepreneurs are very advertorial focused as opposed to editorial in terms of understanding advertising but not understanding what would make us attractive to the newsrooms so what i do is basically help experts in every field and all entrepreneurs are are experts build their thought leadership and build their public image and thought leadership being that phrase you know where you google you you google your name and you find all kinds of third-party credibility you know talking about you interviewing you all that right. stuff i find my clients opportunities to get on stages to win awards and to get media attention essentially so you're a very good person to be connected with then <laughs> <laughs> 
So they say, <laughs> and like I say, I, I, I describe it as elevating and celebrating. I came up with that in a podcast, just kind of came out, but that's perfect uh, explanation of what I do with my clients. So they're all doing amazing work, you know, no matter what they do and just literally across industries and across disciplines. And, you know, it's the most exciting thing because I get to learn all this stuff and really see how it, things are, how it's all exciting, even things I would not have necessarily thought yeah. about because people are building their dreams and building their brands. And, you know, it's really interesting stuff. Is, so that's what yeah, I do. Yeah. And I'm privileged to. to is do this something you always wanted to do? Like where you were uh, a little girl playing with your dolls, pretending to have your own PR agency? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a really interesting trajectory. But what I, it's funny though, when I was a little girl, I used to do this though. I'm looking for a newspaper or something in front of me. This is what I, I used to do this. This is what I would practice. I thought I was going to be in media, which is funny because I am somewhat, but I wanted to be like a, a TV uh, journalist or a reporter or an author. So I literally used to go like this. I would take the newspaper and pretend there was someone like you in front of me. I would pretend there's a camera and I would like, despite the gloom and doom, the pandemic has unleashed on the economy. Cannabis retail is a reason to be positive. Like I would practice how long I could look and read and look at the camera without looking back at the page. So somewhere in me, I always wanted to do something like that. So now I feed the news, the news so they can tell the people what the news is. So sort of in that role, but in terms of how I got to PR, no, my trajectory is very strange. I actually learned how to write a press release when I was in the entry level sales and marketing as a 28 year old who in my, you know, not work life was an advocate and activist on things. And I learned to write a press release literally to let the world know about a man that at that time we believed was innocent on death row. Turns out he was. It was a 20 year campaign that we, me and my husband led starting as 28 year olds, which, which taught us how to use media, how to get media attention and all that. Ultimately he was released in 2017. He was found, you know, factually innocent. So that's an amazing story. And two, and two years before that happened, it literally hit me like a light bulb moment. Like, wait a minute. For 15 years, almost 20 years, I've been doing ma- major media, getting us on CNN, MSNBC, Court TV, A&E, CBC. And meanwhile, I'm just going down to my sales job and do So it suddenly hit me that I had developed skills in my not day job. And that's where it's a business story because everybody has something they, they don't think they love or they you know, are passionate about or are skilled in that they don't think about as their nine to five. And I suddenly had that light bulb moment, like, wait a minute, (laughs) I could monetize some of those skills. And that's when I was like, hmm, isn't that a publicist? (laughs) Somebody who would do it. Right, right. (laughs) Like that was literally 15 years after I'd been doing that on a not-for-profit basis. Then it suddenly hit me like, wait a minute. And at that, literally at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this 20 phone calls an hour for something I don't care about anymore. Yeah. And I was already doing that from home. So I was able to, I'm, I'm strategic and I think how to, uh, how to navigate things just the same way as I have through yeah. COVID, which has built my business so successfully. <clears throat> so I figured out how to get a client or two. And then I did amazing work for that client. And then I got the next client that came to me was Rosa Parks cousin. Oh, wow. Like Rose, yeah, the Alabama basketball guy, about her book and uh, movie called My Life with Rosie about Rosa Parks' next 30 years of advocacy. So that obviously gave me the confidence. Whoa, I'm really in the game. Like this is, you know, I'm thanked in that movie. And then from then on, I just, I guess where it's all about really self-confidence and, you know, understanding yourself as an expert. So now that's what I do with my clients. Like, why aren't you in media? And they're like, well, why would media want to talk to yeah. me? 
<laughs> because you're an expert and I learn, I teach them how to see themselves that way and then how to access those opportunities. I, I, find, I find that really fascinating. In fact, do, you, do you think you would have ended up anywhere like on this trajectory had it not been for your activism and for the work, work you were doing for the causes you cared about? <laughs> PR was never on my radar. Like I said, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a journalist, but what I had actually ended up doing was I was not in school. You know, I had not gone to university. I, I still haven't. I never went to school for this. And you know, I just had to start. Like I wasn't privileged. I'd, you know, I had to start working and I started working in sales and marketing. And that likely I was never taught to be, to own a company. I was never taught even to think of myself as a freelancer. That sort of kind of fell into that. And then from there, you know, my business minded friends were like, you need to register your company. And finally they pushed me to do that. I did that for five years and then getting increasingly more successful. And my business consultant is like, you know, you're pitching way, you know, you're still acting like a freelancer, but you have international clientele and you've developed your own international relationship, you know, reputation. So like start thinking smart and go into business, but we are not taught no, that, of course not. you know, unless we go into business school where we are all trained to be employees. Yeah. Right. And now that I look at that, I feel, oh my goodness, it's so sad because I'd never thought of myself as a business owner or as a corporate person. But now that I look at other people's trajectory, I realize even the jobs that I thought were well-paying, you know, when I was at this level, they're really not because you get to that 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, and then that's it. You know, when you're just, you can't get past that unless you're a good investor yeah. or something. If you're on the corporate track, it's just, that's it. So I, I feel like, I'm really lucky that something happened. It took 15 years for me to figure it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you did, thankfully. <laughs> but I did. And that's the funny part. Why didn't I think earlier than that? Gee, I could monetize well, this. You, you weren't. I wouldn't have wanted yeah. to monetize I that I guess it's because you weren't I mean, doing was... it for you. you. You were doing it for the for the causes that you cared about. But to yeah. me, that's one thing that I find fascinating because I think we will always do more for others, especially when it's people and causes that we care about. Uh, and we will go further. So, you know, things that you would have done for them, like contacting media agencies and pushing to really get that was all for a, a really meaningful purpose. Like it meant yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm applying for a job. It was like, we got to do right. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, the, yeah. so somebody's life was at stake, you know, in the, in the first time around. And so when you know you can do that, even if it's for different reasons, then absolutely you can repeat it again and put yourself in a position where you get the benefit from it yeah. as well. <laughs> but I mean, even still to this day, we, we're not, we're like still really heart centered, yeah. no matter how big we get, I'm never going to, this company started about messaging, not about money, you know, well, the company started about money, you know, but that was 15 years later. I mean, what led us to this company was messaging yeah. and, you know, I will never be, you know, we will never use our platforms to put stuff out in the world that is either like, I mean, not everything has to be a giant cause. It's also small business, but we will never use it, our platform to put out anything that is not good for the world, that is bad. We will never like elevate people who have bad things to say, you know, or problematic things. It's always about like building something good. And that's always what it's going to be. And, I, and my story is, you know what? The money will yeah. come because I had no idea about business. I had no idea, didn't even care about it. I was one of those people that would have thought, you know, if anything, look at business people kind of like this. Oh, they clearly don't care about the things I care about, you know? Now I'm realizing how wrong that, that perception was. And now the more I speak about my business story in hard business audiences, the more I'm able to, you know, like suddenly I'm educating people and realizing they care a lot about this stuff as well. Right. You know, so it's interesting that you learn about perspective. <laughs>
And the money does come. It comes once you actually care about something and you're putting your all into it. Not 15 years ago, because that wasn't our goal. Our goal was getting that guy off death row and it worked. You know, and that's a great way to spend your thirties. But our goal now, you know, it continues to be to show that we can start on that and to build an international award-winning business that people pay attention to, whether they care about the advocacy or not. They're now they're like, ooh, you know, so people who wouldn't have listened before to those messages listening now. (laughs) So I think it's kind of neat to all. Yeah, that's great. It's one thing to sort of talk about having ethical heart centered business isn't quite another to be to be living it but you know I, I think maybe because of the areas that i talk and work around and podcast about i probably do meet a lot of people who are talking about this and operating from that and and i'm less likely to want to be connected with people who aren't operating from that kind of space and in fact you know, yeah. there have been times when i've declined people as as guests for the show and uh, you know other opportunities because of that particular issue because i think you just didn't feel it yeah, yeah. and i think you know who i bring onto the show is is also uh, you know, it reflects on me as well as much as uh, as much as anything else so i, I have to consider that and i think mm. any, anybody should I, I wouldn't bring someone well up. yeah you're doing what i do you're elevating people yeah. and you're you know promoting you know by in a different way right but yeah you're exactly you're like giving them those platforms to you know do more so. hopefully yeah i want i want to help spread the goodness <laughs> spread it around and and share that with other people exactly. as well so that, that's important to me but but i, I love the, the what you're doing it's certainly great to hear that the, the person you were trying to get free from death row all those years ended up being free are you still connected with him as is how is oh, how absolutely. is his life now yeah, yeah we talk almost every day or every second day. And obviously it's a, it's a struggle going through, you know, like it's not, you don't just get walk out of prison after 25 years and death row was a, is, we didn't even hear some of the stuff that he went through because he wanted to keep it, you know, not worried about those things and focused on getting him home. So he's PTSD and trauma and all that kind of stuff. But also he walked right out of prison and into the music studio because when they stole him away, which is how we describe it, when they stole him from his life 28 years ago, he was about to sign a record contract in, in Philadelphia. He's an R&B artist. So the whole time he was in prison, what kept him going was like, he couldn't sing when he was in there. He didn't have the feeling for it, but he said, never, never give up. I'm going to get out. He made those plans. He's going to get out. He's going to get out. And when he got out, he went right into the recording studio because people were prepared for him to do that. They had licensed his song, all that it started connecting him. And anyway, basically he was on a, a panel with Ja Rule and Naughty by Nature a few months ago talking about police accountability in America. He's recorded four amazing songs. A record record companies are sniffing around and not as a novelty act. And, you know, there's interest in fi- documentary film and all that kind of stuff right yeah. now. But he's really focused on the music career. And this is the best thing. He called me the other day and he said, go search my name on Google. Now I said, why? He said, my lawyer, my ex-lawyer from the criminal justice case called me and said, Jimmy, when you search your name on Google now, it comes up as R&B artist first. <laughs> Fantastic. And then under that, it says BET about the, about the story about waiting on, but it's an R&B artist, not death row prisoner, yeah. not. So he's like, we have literally made history and we changed the narrative. I've got my life back. So funny part of the story and Rolling Stone did a piece on this and they were like, whoa. So again, just to put it into perspective, when this all started, he's a guy on death row. No one's listening to because it wasn't a big case. It wasn't a well-known case of Philadelphia. We're literally 28 year old penniless. <laughs> well, we were working, but entry level sales jobs, like no money, no, how the heck do we do anything with this? And by the time he gets out, 
you know, 20 years later, we're international award-winning publicists and he's walking into the, mu- the music studio. What? Like, it's literally like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it know? is. I mean, what so an now story. He, it, really, right? So now he's literally, you know, we say my friend, my brother, my hero, and my Lamari media client. So go download <laughs> on all streaming platforms. <laughs> That's Jimmy well, Dennis. Quite, quite right, too. I mean, what, what, what a way to, to generate a loyal client. <laughs> but it's crazy, though, because, I mean, honestly, like, none of that stuff happened. Like, it all happened... Just, it's just so weird. Like none of you could not have planned it and nobody did. It's, so yeah, we still, we, we talk almost every day and we're, you know, we're still family. He calls our children, my, my husband and myself, he calls our kids his nephew and niece and we call his daughter our niece. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that, that's great. So yeah, crazy yeah, story. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us as well. I want to get a bit more into the, the PR stuff now. A lot of the people who tune into to my show are doing professional speaking, presenting, that kind of thing, and are probably going to be uh, quite interested in hearing from somebody in the PR industry as to what kind of things that they, they should maybe even be thinking about or looking to, whether they should even be work, maybe be thinking about coming to work with somebody like yourself. Uh, what What's working? What isn't? What can you tell us, Tracy? Absolutely every entrepreneur should, no matter what they do, or even not just entrepreneurs, people who have a message. Sometimes you may be wanting to share your personal story or, but absolutely every entrepreneur or person in business should be considering PR even more, I would say, than they consider marketing. Cause I mean, marketing, we all think about, but 80% of, like I was saying, 80 to 90% of entrepreneurs have a blank spot. They do not consider media, how they, they don't even understand how they can get into media, why they should be getting into media. We start to hear thought leadership now. So that's a phrase bandied around. Around, but that's pretty much what we're talking about is building your personal it's, and it's not about building your when we say your brand we don't mean your product we mean building your personal brand which goes beyond you know your company it, it's your personal credibility so that when you speak about your company when you speak about whatever else it, it bleeds onto yeah. that but essentially if for if for example of why it matters i had a client that i've been working with only six weeks who said to me after four weeks which we done four articles and i got her a couple interviews by then she said you've literally changed my business and she was at a very sensitive stage where they just got half a million dollar in seed funding and their pre-seed funding and they're looking for seed funding and she said literally those few articles that we got made investors take them more seriously quote that's huge M- made people from her past you know people that she hadn't seen in 10 years start coming out of the woodwork oh wow your business is doing really well wow look what you're doing i, I never heard that before it's so true though it siphons off uh customers from your competition you'll get more stages and more awards because me i know you said you speak you you mostly authors and speaking and public speakers right. and that whether it's people like that or you know a real estate agent when people are looking at you to decide whether you are the one they're going to put on their stage or you're the one they're going to hire and your page has all kinds of international quotes. You've been a guest on this show. You've been featured here. You're quoted in Reader's Digest in the New York Times, which is the kind of media I get from my clients on the daily. That's a credibility that you can't buy. So you can, if you have, I always say if you have a marketing budget, if you have any, you know, if you have more t- money than time, absolutely put aside some for PR, even if it's only for a month or three months, because it'll, 
blow like you know blow open your mind there's no other way to say it when you see the the results and the way a publicist will present you and the kind of opportunities we find as opposed to the guy sitting there just doing his day job and not getting those kind mm-hmm. of results we literally make like my my hairstylist client is a celebrity stylist now two years of working with me after the you know first month she's like oh you can't call me that i'm like watch because then she she was doing hair for celebrities. So she's like, but I'm not the celebrity. I'm like, yeah, you are. Within a month, she's quoted in Reader's Digest, in Oprah.com, in Good Health. So now I'm like, you're not the celebrity stylist. What do you think a celebrity stylist is? So it's about, you know, finding those opportunities that you can't pay for. So you can't buy those way into yeah. those. You can buy a publicist, to our, our strategies and our work and our writing and our connections to put you in that position and to, you know, find those opportunities for you, but you can't buy your way in. And that's why it's credibility. Mm. You know, you can't pay to be quoted in Reader's Digest. If you quoted in Reader's Digest, you are an expert. And that's why, you know, it, it's going to be more attractive to the investors. It's more attractive to you potential people that are hiring you to put you on their stages. And certainly speaking in particular, I myself have, have segued my business now into a speaking business. You know, I, I'm excellent at PR. My first nine years, I was doing all the service. Then COVID hits and I'm still doing it. But all of a sudden I start pitching myself to, to podcasts and speaking engagements as opposed to just my clients. And what I've learned out of this during the age of COVID, now they're doing articles on me. I was on Ticker TV in Australia, but how I built a global business from my basement in, in during COVID or globally recognized business, because we have a million opportunities. And again, it's it's all about being strategic. And because I work with celebrities and small business, I know we're all doing the same thing right now. All of yeah. us sitting in front of the screen, looking at it, trying to figure out how we're going to navigate the new world. Everybody's doing that, right? Hopefully it's not the new world forever, but I mean, how are we going to navigate this space we're working in? Right. So that makes, that means as many opportunities that have closed have opened. So I've been booked on, I mean, I've either done or I've been booked on over 180 global podcasts since June from Oman to Turkey, you know, like literally around the world from United Arab Emirates to, to Nigeria to Toronto to and beyond. And as a result, as a result of that, and I wasn't even thinking about it as marketing, I was just thinking about it as media. And I wasn't thinking about it as networking, but in the age of COVID, if you do any kind of business to serve business to business, like a speaker, get out there, like spend your time, unpaid time on podcasts, spend your, do it, find these opportunities. Because what I've done here is now I've realized halfway through doing that, that on the other side of COVID, I've literally built a second successful high profile career out of my first one, the PR one that I was doing six months ago that I still am doing because now I'm speaking internationally to entrepreneurs and executives across industry about building their brand. So not even doing the PR, but speaking about why you need to be doing it and how to do it. So now I've, now I'm a public speaker in like four months. I've literally segued, you know, I mean, I was always a speaker, but now I can literally show and start pitching myself to any stage in the world and say, look at these 180, you know, feel free to watch 180 hours around the world where I've been. And, and every one of those podcasters are like, wow, this has been full of value. This has really been, you know, so I can write my ticket now for speaking engagements on the other side. Right. And, you know, so you have to think the whole world is at our fingertips. We have this 
box in front, like the meme says, we have this crazy box of all human knowledge and every person in the world that we can reach out to in front of us. And what do most of us do with it? Look at pictures of cats, yeah. argue about politics, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So instead don't you know, like take a step back and use your, you know, the resources that you have really effectively instead of getting all caught up, especially right now, people are depressed. I know public speakers and entertainers, it's been a really rough year. You know, you've lost all your stages. You've lost every plan you had for the year did not, you know, couldn't happen. Right. Yeah. Like it's, but there's a lot, but a lot, there's a lot of things you can do. So find ways like, you know, looking at Harrow, help reporter out source bottle in Australia. Find Those are easy ways to get in where you see a reporter is going to be doing a story and you can say, Hey, I, you know, I'm a good, you can quote me on that. Write articles from me. Is Medium. that something, is there helping reporters out? Is that available in all countries or is that more? us and canada no that's all over yeah. the world and it's free it's uh, it's free it's something uh, there's also source bottle is an australian one that's similar but it does a lot of english speaking but help a reporter out while it's probably 75 percent american it, it's usually like and maybe 20 percent of the stories might say us only but there's all kinds of you know mostly just it doesn't have any geographical restrictions on the experts and so you'll see things there like with and, and i'm saying you'll see like hundreds a day if you go sign up for that to get three email blasts a day you'll get You'll see like 200 reporters a day in, in three emails, not in like a million emails with things like for article in, in with a deadline at two of two o'clock on Wednesday, I'm writing an article for Reader's Digest on how entrepreneurs have got through COVID. Something like that, for example, really generic, just entrepreneurs, or it could be, you know, looking for real estate agents to talk about what color to paint your kitchen so it'll sell, or it could be look, I mean, literally everything. If you... I challenge anybody listening, no matter what your expertise is, if you look and help a reporter out for like a, a week, you're going to be like, oh my God, there's like five things I could have answered yeah. in there. And of course, a lot of people are getting them. So it's all about the pitch. Life's a pitch, like I always say. So you've got to make sure you've got your little pitch well, you know, why you're going to be a compelling answer and all that. But so there's little tips and tricks you have to learn to finesse those things. But the raw material is right there. It's free. Go to it right now. Help reporter out, you know, or if you have more money than time, because you don't want to necessarily redo your, you know, stop doing what you're doing to learn the job of a publicist for three hours a day. So if you have, you know, a few bucks to throw away at it, hire someone like me, hire me. I work internationally and, uh, you know, you'll honestly, you'll see everybody is always just like, whoa, I can't believe why didn't I do this before? Because the difference, you know, just when you see, it feels good to see the number one, to have your work acknowledged, to be interviewed and to be able to show people who are paying attention, look, this is what I do. And it has real, it's not just vanity. It has bottom line, yeah. real world. Look, if your, if your work, if your professional success is going to be determined by people knowing who you are, then it would seem that you absolutely have to have good PR. And that rhymed and you can have it. But it's an ad. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. Like it, it can, it can benefit anything. And, and again, like, it, you know, it really, when I was speaking in the podcast and that, that came to me, I was like, it's true. Every single corporation has a communications department. Everybody, every a big corporation, I mean, right. Not, a, not a, big company in the world that does it, or at least a publicist or a, and yet 80 or 90% of entrepreneurs aren't thinking yeah. about that. So right there, you can see they're at a huge disadvantage. They're only thinking, okay, I can go buy an ad. Meanwhile, Bob, the corporation here, he has access to the publicist, to media. He can send out a press release to CBC, you know what I mean? To like BBC, to, you know? 
and then he gets the attention. Right. And it's really there's so many platforms right now that if somebody comes to me today and they hire, they hire me today by tomorrow, I like, and you know, someone who's skilled like me and has been doing this for 10 years, we've got the connection by tomorrow. I've got three things already going. You hire me today. Tomorrow. I've already got an article in the works. I'm already pitching. I, I might have them on two high profile podcasts, or, you know, depending on, and then that's just the tools for me. Now, now I've still got 30 days to get more media with the tools I just right. got, you know? And by the end of that month or three months, even if you only hire me or a publicist for that short period of time, by the end of it, now you understand what a pitch is. You've got your pitch that we've, you know, we've, that we've written for you, you, which is different than your bio. You've been trained, you know, you, you just see it. Your whole world opens up and you're like, Oh my gosh. And it's similar. Like we all don't know what we don't know. Like when I meet an entrepreneur who's not doing this, I'm like, that is like so crazy to me. It's like, you know, those old I love Lucy's where the assembly line would be going in <laughs> front of them. Yeah, yeah. And then the assembly lines media going CBC. Do you want media? Do you want media? And people are too busy. Oh no, I'm just, uh, no, I don't want it. No, no, no. Go get someone else, you know, and they're paying all this money for advertising, which isn't convincing anybody, which, you know, same as when I needed that back end. Like I didn't understand the back end, like we were talking about, because I would have been an employee my whole life because I didn't know how to build a business. So it took people like my business consultant, Jane McCormick, who looks at that and is like, Oh my God, what you're doing is crazy. Yeah. She's like, you are like, and I was, I would have stayed as a freelancer forever. That was my comfort zone. Like entrepreneurs who never look at media. I'm like, that's crazy. You know? And she was looking at me the same way. You're not being a freelancer and you know, you have this much power that you could, you know, bring into your company, you know, and you're not, and everyone's like, I ah, know I could be. I mean, and so it's really a comfort zone or a, just self-esteem, not even self-esteem, but people just don't believe. Like they see other, like I said, they see the people that are on stages or getting awards as other, the other. Now your audience might be different because they're used to being on stages and they're public speakers and stuff. But still, there I've worked with a lot of speakers and a lot of authors and a lot of consultants and like who who are on stages and they still are not doing media. Yeah. They're doing the same things every other speaker does, going through the same motions and actually sounding a lot the same you know like a lot of times when you go to those it's all the same kind of message the same kind of so you really need to differentiate yourself you need to be the story you know what i mean so don't be afraid to be like all right tracy's gonna get up there and talk to you about what she does yeah, right. you know like you you are an expert in what you do and people people like i said they they say they say oh well not me why would media want to talk to me well but obviously you believe you're an expert or you wouldn't be taking people's money to be doing what sure. you're doing. You wouldn't be, t you know, so just take that confidence level that you take, that you have when you put up your business and don't be afraid to go and share because you are an expert and you know what, you know, you have. This, this is, yeah, this, to, even to me, this is fascinating because it's something that I, I've never really thought about it in the terms that you're presenting it. And you're absolutely right. An, an investment in working with somebody professional like yourself who knows what they're doing with PR probably has a lot more value than throwing a ton of money into Google AdWords or, or Facebook adverts where you don't necessarily know what you're yeah, doing because you're also getting, you're also getting <laughs> lent the credibility of the platforms that you are getting connected with. Like exactly. Media, which, you know, is like you say, it's hard. You can't buy that. You have to, uh, well, yeah. And anybody who buys, you know, a newspaper ad or, you know, any kind of advertising at all, just honestly, don't buy it for one month and just buy a publicist because, you know, and I offer budget prices because I train on to teach entrepreneurs about this and they're not necessarily understanding it. I offer like get your feet wet under a thousand dollars a month kind of pricing, yeah. right? Because then you, then they see what happens and they're like, oh my God, 
sure, give me more. <laughs> Let's do it. With more. But so for under a thousand dollars a month, I have two different packages under a thousand. So that's under the price of, of one newspaper ad. So you pay me for a month instead of buying one newspaper ad. And I promise you, like guaranteed, there's going to be more than two hours. There's going to be lots of media about you. There'll be articles, whether, whether, you know, whether it's BBC, because sometimes it is, or whether it's, you know, Prosperity Press, a medium, five articles. And it depends where you are. But I mean, I've had a client that had zero media attention, 26 years old, life coach, like a lot of life coaches, nothing to differentiate her unless you knew her and were working with her. Obviously she was good, but when you just went to her website, no different. And so she hired me 26 years old. I gave her a really good deal because she was literally like a kid, right? Just starting out. The next day I got her in good housekeeping and they put her in the print magazine. She decided she was going to share her story of her issues, you know, which was bipolar, living successfully through bipolar. And that's how she thought, well, if people know that I've dealt with this challenge, they want to come to me as a life coach so I can help them. So she had literally just decided to share that story. And the next day I saw good in help a reporter out. I saw good housekeeping looking for, I mean, the iconic American magazine, 150 year old print issue of good housekeeping, looking for someone between 25 and 40 willing to share their story about bipolar. Oh my God. So I caused that to Kismet. turn. I'm like, you know, not only, and it wasn't just the print issue. I mean, it wasn't just the online. It was the print yeah. issue. The one that, you know, that's the first time I've been at the grocery counter in, in my 10 years of PR and saw one of those, like, you know, the actual magazines at the counter with my client at the top. I am not my mental illness. I'm like, Oh my God. And she'd never been in anything before. And now that we should be with me for two years now. I tell you, she pays yeah. every month because now as a result of that, we've got her 5 million other things, WebMD, this, that. So now she's got a list this long, you know, and you put her beside any life coach and she blows them away yeah. in her media. So, I mean, it, 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 it sounds like investing in working with, investing working <laughs> with a PR agent like yourself is, is going to give much bigger returns than uh, most online advertising that probably most Absolutely. coaches and trainers yeah. and speakers are doing currently. Absolutely. For, for those who may be, on a more shoestring budget and not quite ready to invest in working with someone like yourself, what what do you think are the best things? Because I, one of the things, I will just say, one of the things that I've been saying to people, because I know lots of people say going on other people's podcasts is a really good strategy for promoting your own podcast. But I've now been suggesting it to other people for promoting all sorts of things. And, and you, you have uh, alluded to the same thing what are the sort of things that are going to be the best use of your time if you're looking to become more known as a coach, as a speaker, as an author, a trainer? Yeah. I find the number one that, that, that going on podcasts is huge. And I want, I don't want to say other things too, but I want to mention that too specifically because especially for, I think it's even like way more, everyone's being told to start their own podcast. And I tell my clients, you know, sure, that's a good thing to do too. But there's that's a, lot a lot of work. work. That's a whole yeah. other job. Yeah. Right. So Believe it's another it, yeah. job. And so, but what I've been doing, cause I, and I am like so crazy schedule. It's not even funny with my work. Right. And yet I've been putting like, I've done 180 podcasts since, since whenever. Right. So that is all. And that, so that is, I mean, I'm not sitting around just like eating bonbon. That has taken time from my work to do those. Right. And I get, and I paid well, but I'm doing it and it's, it's been worth it because not just the fact that several people have hired me as a result, which I wasn't even thinking about, but like some podcasters have hired me and people listening and all that. 
lot. But more importantly, from a media and a perspective of what I do, when you Google my name now, like a hundred things come up that I did well-produced interviews promoted by other people. So interviews, I didn't have to, all I had to do was sit here on my butt and talk about what I love for 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. And then just put it out. And then days later, month later, week later, there's this incredibly nicely produced thing promoting me as, you know, listening to the, listen to the expert publicist, which I am, but now there's a million things saying, so well, I'm not saying it. There's a hundred well-produced things from all. So one podcaster, you know, you fill out these things to be considered for the show. And I had filled one out, you know, for a really high profile show. And when he, he answered back right away, Oh my God, of course. And when first thing he said, when he started interviewing me, he's like, I, when I searched this woman, she was everywhere. This lady really knows how to get your message out there, you know? So it's, it's exactly yeah. true. That's what I do for my clients, <laughs> you know? Search my name now, but just think about that as a business, hundred little video, hundred hour long videos, 150 hour long videos that somebody else produced, that somebody else uploaded, that somebody else promoted, that somebody else was promoting on all their channels, a hundred yeah. of them. So, and also being the, the idea of being on before we go away from the podcast thing, cause it's really, they are so huge now. It's cause again, I was thinking of them as media, but they really are marketing and networking too. And the True. absence yeah. of those things. Right. And, oh, sorry. I just lost my train of thought on the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. There's something I may think about it, but there's something, yeah, there's something really important I wanted to say about that, but yeah, podcasts are just our gold and, oh yeah, that was it. The, the head of Matchmaker, the, James the, the guy who started yeah. Matchmaker, right? One of the podcasters that interviewed me had interviewed him the week before about why entrepreneurs should be on podcasts and everything. And he made such a good point that I've just been quoting this to all my clients and on podcasts as well. You know, it's really doesn't even matter if it's a highest profile podcast or one that's just starting. I will put my client on one. They can be the second guest. I don't care. It doesn't have to be on iTunes. It has to be well-produced and serious. I won't put my client on something that looks like a joke, right? But as long as they're doing it seriously, it's a serious interview. It doesn't matter to me if it's people say, well, how big is it? Is it five listeners or 5,000 or 500? I'm always like, I don't know. I don't care to me. I just want the link with you being interviewed that you can put on your website that people will see yeah. later. Right. But also, and then with the podcast matchmaker guy made a brilliant point. He said, as a business owner, if somebody said to you on your state, you know, Hey, I'm in my town. I'm going to have a little event here. I'm having 30 people at my event. And you know what? You can come up on stage for five minutes and talk about your business. Would you do it? Yeah. Most yeah. people would. Most small businesses would. I mean, not like big corporate, but most small businesses would. Sure. An audience of 30 people has 30 potential customers. So think about it the same way in a podcast. Plus a podcast, that's who listens to it right away. Plus it lives there forever. It doesn't disappear like a TV show. Or, you know what right. I mean? It's downloaded. Every, it's fresh every day. New listeners all the time. So podcasters are not less than media. They're a new kind of media. They're different mm. media. And there's, there's advantages to podcasts that you don't have in other media, not just because they're, because they're not all easier to get on. People think they are, they're not. Some of them are like, it's hard to get on a TV, <laughs> you know, and then other ones are just starting and they're, you know, so they're all over sure. the board. But in terms of PR and publicity, what you want is well-produced, you know, which just means serious questions. When people search your name, other people, you know, when people search your name, it comes up in lots of places, not by you, not you saying, Hey, I'm awesome on your own webpage. What sort of advice do you give to your clients for going on the shows as well to not, not just to go on them, but to 
how they go on them, how they show up on their shows. Well, podcasts are you are you know much more conversational, right? So you have more space to to have to, to be to communicate the way you normally would in conversation. So there's less, you know, training in terms of media that that I give. Because when you only have a, a seven, you know, when you're going to be interviewed on the news, I'll tell people, listen, you're lucky if you get a two, one yeah. minute, you know. So if you're sitting there thinking all that, if you have something you really need to impart, obviously you ha- you can't just throw it in inappropriately. But at the first appropriate moment that you have, do it because you might be over before you know yeah. it, you know, stuff like that. Whereas with, and you know, and how to speak and how, you know, I mean, my, we all have issues and I speak way too much and I speak way too fast. And, you know, we all have, when you're listening to somebody else, things that we can say, oh, you should do this so you should say that lesser but mostly i tell people just be yourself right. you're already the expert you are the expert have confidence and faith in what you know and it's you know just follow the, the host lead and answer the questions yeah, yeah it's good it's good advice you know, it's, I, i've been lucky enough to have some very well-known people on my podcast before and, and it always surprises me to to have conversations with them sometimes before sometimes after the show often both where where they're saying that they feel nervous before coming on the show and that they still have that you know, sort of imposter syndrome thing going on it's like it doesn't really matter what yeah. level of success you, you're at all yeah. those things usually are still going on for us and sometimes even more so sometimes they become heightened the more well known you are like you've yeah, got more yeah. to live up to that's true and i've got that's a good point because i've got clients who have who are like so accomplished like literally nobody can look at them and not be like blow, like painting you know art in the louvre you know like literally so and yet they're still like yeah, that imposter syndrome is a thing. You know, people are still like, oh, well, I don't know. And you're like, or, or you know what I see all the time when all do a little, people will send me all their biographic de- details. They will send me, it's usually women in this case. Actually, it's always women in this case. They will send me their biographical details. Like they sent them. I didn't go and research things they didn't give me. I didn't make anything up, right? I literally wrote like a little pitch from the details they sent me, which means I'm writing in the compelling way, but just yeah. the facts, right? And I have had at least five women, like different women who don't know each other across industry say, oh my God, you like literally exclaim in delight. Oh my God, you made me sound so good. And I'm like, have you read your list of accomplishments? Like I didn't make you sound anything. Like you gave me that information and I just said, wrote it the way you would in a magazine. <laughs> the way you're used to right. reading about yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the way they're used to seeing other people. And I'm like, wow, look at me. <laughs> yeah, look at you. <laughs> this is it. Similarly to working with, with a coach, working with someone like yourself, you can see people from, you see them more objectively. You can see them from the outside. It's harder to see your own your own ability, your own how, how other people see you. We can't see through other people's eyes. And, and so, yeah, we do sometimes get surprised when people, you know, I, I get people saying, wow, it's amazing. You've got all these podcasts. You do public speaking and stuff. That's incredible. You, you know, uh, you, life's amazing. It's like, well, it's just my life. It's just what, what I do. I don't think of it as being anything amazing or incredible. I'm happy, but it's, you know, it's not stratospheric or anything like that, but I'm very happy. Uh, well, we all feel that way, though. You know, like, I mean, like, I'm all internationally acclaimed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, look at my thing. I got nine million things long. You know, I'm sitting here in my basement office, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, and I get, I work with celebrities, too, that people know their names and they're just sitting there at their computer, you know, having a smoke. So, like, we're all, so when I say we're all sitting there trying to navigate the same, we're all in the exact same position, looking at a screen in front of us going, huh, <laughs> now what? <laughs> Everybody. So, you know. We're all like literally just 
It's all about sound. I hate sounding like I hate when I get to sound like all positive thinking <laughs> and self belief because that sounds like crap, you know. But honestly, like in a way, it sounds like crap. You know what I mean? The same thing everybody says. People are like, "Oh yeah, sure." Yeah, you just yeah, learn how to say that. Yeah. But I mean, but it's yeah. true though. When you actually live it, and you see. Like, I should not. There's no reason I should be where I am today. Other than, you know, I just started doing stuff like that was not, I, I was not trained for this. I was not, I, I didn't even go to university for anything. I, would, I started yeah. working, let alone for this. And yet now I'm on stages educating people far more educated than me because I've lived it and I've learned it and I've figured it out. And sometimes when you just, you know, figure it out, you got a lot more knowledge up there than if you stood there and had somebody tell it. Right. <laughs> absolutely. So, and, you know, when you, when you start getting up onto the higher floors, it's, it's only right to send the lift back down and, and help other people come up as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it's a great thing. But I've certainly, we've certainly learned a lot. You've given me personally a lot of perspective in terms of uh, really thinking about marketing in terms of PR rather than just in terms of advertising because they're not so different but but it is more important to be thinking in terms of PR especially for speakers and and probably for coaches and and trainers and people who really do need to be known in in their industry yeah if anyone and even think you know I even hate the term PR like even though we you know because because when people hear that they think about governments and they think about spin doctors I I tend to think about absolutely fabulous if you remember that (laughs) absolutely fabulous darlings of course i remember are you kidding i got the bright red hair every every six months or so i I will post that actually i think i posted it the other day i had a picture of myself and we're in canada so i had a picture of myself legal coast to coast with a long you know canadian joint in one of those you know like the 20s you know those long 20s things that oh, women yeah. used to hold yeah, yeah, other cigarettes in yeah. so i had like a super fancy this is canada we have all the acromants now and i had a super fancy thing with this and i was just like look like a rock star and i was like absolutely fabulous darlings <laughs> 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 but I don't drink. I, I'm too busy working at my desk, you know, 18 hours a day, making up yeah, results. I'm, to be, I'm sure to the be reality. <laughs> I'm sure the reality is very different. And uh, yes, yeah, there are VIP parties though when when it's not COVID. <laughs> Tracy, if, if anyone is thinking of hiring a, a PR agent and and can't go can't go wrong with Tracy Lamori, so how how <laughs> can they get in contact with you or find out more about you? Yeah, so they can, the website is lamorimedia.com. You can reach me on Instagram at Tracy Lamori PR Media, where you can see all my adventures and client successes. I live on Facebook, Tracy Lamori. You can also reach me at, I have two numbers in North America, Canadian number 289-788-5881, and then Beverly Hills 424-444-8052. They both come through to me. And yeah, I'm happy to do a free half-hour consult. I literally work anywhere in the world with English-speaking clients. So it doesn't matter if you're in Spain and want media in Australia, or you're in LA and want media... All over the yeah. place. I've been high. I have LA in the land of publicists, you know, like LA, <laughs> yeah. Beverly Hills. I have taken clients from there to work on them in Hamilton, you know, Canada. Oh, so I can work anywhere and I promise results. If anybody wants to just test me out, like challenge me, what can the red haired girl do for me? Let's do it under a thousand bucks for the first month and nobody walks away unhappy. That sounds fantastic. And uh, if you're, if you didn't get all that written down quickly enough, don't worry. I will put all of that information in the show notes so you'll be able to find out. So check out the show notes for the episode and make sure you subscribe as well while you're there. Why not? Uh, We could always do have more people tuning into the show. 
Where's the subscribe button? Over there? Over Do you there? Know what? I'm not sure. Uh, subscribe. I, I, think it, I think it's about more going to be more under under me. We'll see. But it, it's on the bottom. If you're watching okay. this on under YouTube. Under him. Over there. Subscribe. If you're watching it on YouTube, hit subscribe. <laughs> if you are listening on the podcast channels, just subscribe on on iTunes or what we're called now podcast Apple podcast now isn't it Spotify and whatever your favorite podcast networks are please make sure you tune in regularly Tracy any closing words before we wrap things up for today just in the words of Jimmy Dennis never never give up and I always add to that saying we didn't get this far to only get this far and that's you know where as if you're where you want to be you've got further to go if you're not if you're depressed a lot of people are depressed right now if you're feeling stuck if you wanted to jump off a bridge yesterday but you didn't, don't. You're still here. You made it through all that stuff. Whatever crap we all go through in life, you made through, you made it, and you're still here. So you got to keep on yeah. going. Really cool, better things are there tomorrow, and you don't want to miss exactly. them. Exactly. So. It's all temporary. It's all temporary. Tracy, thank you so much for your time today and for all the wonderful resources, information, and stories that you've shared with us. It's been a delight. Thank Tracy you. Murray, thank you for coming on, uh, on Speaking of Influence. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember to subscribe. And if you really liked it, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or one of the podcast networks where you can do that. It really does help people to find the show. Share the show with your friends. Let that be the price that you pay for enjoying a great show. Next week, another great show lined up for you that you won't want to miss with Dr. Laurie Baker-Shenner. And we're talking about elevating your communication in the workplace and at home as well. Laurie is a wonderful guest, very knowledgeable, and very experienced and we had a wonderful conversation and a lot of fun i know you're going to enjoy it too if you want to join us on the live streams of the show so you can actually interact with the guests and maybe even ask questions because we're going to be having q a at the end which isn't going to be going out with the podcast you can come and connect with the live studio audience check out my website presentinfluence.com you will find the information and details about the live show there. I'll look forward to seeing you. See you next time.